Hello and welcome to Fed Talks. I'm your host, EJ Felt. How's everybody doing? I'm going to apologize, hopefully, for the last time for my audio quality. My microphone arm fell apart, uh, possibly because I dropped it. And I can't quite figure out how to put it together. So I'm holding my microphone in my hand, which is always bad. And it also means I can't use my sound curtain unless I want to sit on the floor and wrap myself in it. Which, it's been a long day. Uh, I hurt my back very badly, which I'll talk about in a bit. And honestly, just don't want to sit on the floor. Uh, so not going to do TV talk because I've done that two weeks in a row and I do have more stuff to talk about, but we'll save that for next week or the week after or some point. Uh, I did just want to, uh, you know, what? I was going to say something about the amazing race, but I'm going to save it for actual TV talk. Also, this is my second time attempting to record because I ran into some glitches and I'm real bored with the stuff I said the first time. So now I'm trying to not say that stuff. I'm very professional. Uh, so I mentioned that I'm, I'm, I'm in a lot of pain. Uh, here's what happened. It snowed yesterday and it was extremely cold. Uh, not necessarily extremely by Michigan standards, but uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll be honest with you. It's cold as hell right now, but also you can sort of tell climate change is a thing because... Uh, the, the degrees are positive still. Uh, but by recent standards, very cold. And I was walking the dogs and one of them had a, had a paw freeze, which is not a big deal. You can usually sort of, you know, wrap your glove around it and thaw it out and they'll be fine. But, uh, she was being extremely dramatic about it to the extent I was worried maybe she had broken her leg. And she didn't. No need to worry about the dog. Uh, so I decided, figured it'd be better to just head for home and I was going to carry her. Uh, so I'm walking one dog, carrying another, uh, one did not, she didn't want to walk, but she also doesn't like being carried. So she's squirming. It's icy. Uh, the other dog keeps, keeps jumping up and like trying to, trying to grab her feet or something like he thinks this is a fun game. So it's a recipe for disaster. And I make it all the way to my driveway before before little Zeke darts right out in front of my foot as I'm starting to put it down. And to avoid stepping on him, I just lose my footing and I start to go down. And uh, a dog is in front of me and I'm holding another dog. And if I fall forwards, I'm going to crush two dogs. So I throw myself backwards and I fall legs up in the air like a Home Alone burglar comes straight down on my back. Uh, and I had a big puffy coat on and there was like an inch, an inch plus of snow. So it, it kind of cushioned me, but so I didn't damage anything, but it hurt real bad. And I, I kind of caught my head on the, uh, on the rebound and, you know, just hard enough. I kind of saw stars and once I had my act together, I was still holding both leashes and the dogs were fighting, uh, like for fun they were unconcerned that I had injured myself very badly and were acting as if me laying on the ground was just a thing that happens uh regularly I guess so I'm in 
uh, it's better now than it was yesterday. It hurt very bad. I couldn't bend or stretch. Ah, uh, but I, I'm on the mend. I don't think I did any damage. But I still think I'm a hero. So uh, feel free to tell me uh, that I am correct in my in my beliefs. There's not an end to that story. I just wanted to complain. Um, also, you know what? Going to be a little bit personal right now. Going to tell you, I mean, not too personal. I don't want anybody knowing my business. But uh, uh, first I want to talk about, I, I made a couple of New Year's resolutions. And they're going pretty well. Uh, I have given up drinking for, um, six months. Uh, I don't drink that much. And I gave up, gave it up near the beginning of the pandemic and that was not a problem at all uh it's more just uh it's not strictly a resolution but i am trying to lose weight and it's going to be easier without without those liquid calories uh, i'll talk more about that in a bit and i just think it's kind of good to uh i gave up beef for six months at the end of last year which i talked about a little bit and that that was way more difficult and Overall, I kind of came back with a healthier, healthier approach to my relationship with red meat. I would just say I do still eat it, but it is not as as significant a portion of my diet as it was. So that's that one's on. Uh, I did I did share a hard cider with 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 one of the Beckys last night because she had enough cider for two people and it was silly to let it go to waste and also my back hurt so i figured okay i'll do this once you know it was first time i've had anything to drink since january since new year's day and uh so i don't really count it as breaking my resolution but i'm back in the saddle now uh, my other resolution is that i'm i'm not going to check on the social media uh, accounts of people who used to be in my life and now are mean to me. Uh, which is proving to be much more difficult because I am apparently a masochist. Uh, you know, you just uh, got some... Uh, my best friend from high school who I was kind of friends with until he started making money and then he stopped being friends with me. Uh, you know, just check in on his Facebook every once in a while and go, yeah, he's losing his hair. I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> Suck it. <laughs> yeah, you're a doctor and I'm <laughs> doing this. But uh, yes, you have a wife and children and I will die alone. Uh, but still, check out this head of hair. And uh, I had a, a person I was real life friends with who got mad at me on Twitter for saying something mildly negative about moderate Democrats and uh, does not speak to me anymore, but will occasionally uh, tweet meanish things that uh, seem to be uh, referencing things that I have said uh, or perhaps not. And so you can see why I have dis I am I cannot look at that anymore because you you get your brain in a knot so yeah i'm just you know what you're not in my life anymore i'm not checking i'm not reading what you tweet for pete's sake stop it i will say though this person 
uh, in the in my my last moments of uh, of uh, interfacing with people who are mean to me. Uh, you know, people people tweet their Wordle score, which I don't do, but I appreciate that people do it because that's how I found out about a fun game. Uh, so, you know, people complain about it, but it's like, no, that's how that's how people find out. It's fun. I don't care. Tweet your score. Uh, tweeters multiple times a day. That There's no need for that. Like if somebody else tweets it, reply, send it again. Sure. Why not post it 10, 12 times a day? Look, I'm just being petty now, but, uh, but this is, you know, this, <laughs> you, you can see why I should not be checking the social media of people who don't like me anymore. <laughs> I, I find nothing but things to irritate me. Uh, and I mentioned I'm trying to, trying to lose weight. Uh, I mean, it's partly health and, you know, I just want to, here's my, here's my goal without putting a hard number on it. I want to get to a point where if you had to point me out at a party to somebody, you wouldn't describe me as the fat guy. That's all I want. I'm, you know, I'm not, uh, I'm not, not looking to, uh, uh, I'm, I'm not going out for an Olympic team or anything. That's once I achieve that, I'll, I will feel good about myself. Uh, you know, the picture a time when there are parties again and somebody walks up to you and says, oh man, nobody wants to talk about the, the, <laughs> the finer points of post-crisis DC continuity. And you're like, oh man, my friend EJ would love to talk about that. Oh yeah, EJ, where's he? And you'd be like, oh, over there, the fat guy. But instead, you'll be like, uh, <laughs> the, the, the guy with the bad beard or <laughs> the guy who is visibly graying the longer you look at him or <laughs> the guy who's dressed poorly. Look, there's a lot of ways you can, a lot of ways you can point me out. I just want to have a different one in play for a while. <laughs> Which one's EJ? Oh, he's that one that people talk to for like a second and then get away. <laughs> Honestly, more likely. <laughs> which one? Which one's EJ? He's the one petting the dog. <laughs> what am I going to do at a party? Start talking to people? Uh, anyway, that's my goal, and uh, this will tie into the next thing I have to say. My sister got me a Fitbit for Christmas, which I find is helping a lot. Uh, I will note that I, I asked for a Fitbit when she asked what I wanted, so it wasn't like a uh, like her trying to make a point. You know, it wasn't a it wasn't a Christmas gift dripped in venom. Ah. Uh, she asked what I wanted, and I said either a Fitbit or Donkey Kong Tropical Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze for the Switch, and she went with the one for an adult. And uh, that's that's actually been super useful. And uh, 
I'm not going to get into numbers a lot. I'm, you know, just often enough to be held accountable. But as of today, since I started, and I only bought a, I, I started trying at the beginning of the year, but I didn't uh, buy a scale until the ninth. So that's really two weeks of measurable uh, deals. Lost 12 pounds. 12. I'm very proud of myself. I know that's not not a significant amount, but it's not nothing either, you know? I'm, I'm trying something, and I'm actually making progress, and I'm proud of myself, and this episode isn't funny, but I'm glad that I am... Uh, be proud of me. It's hard. I don't have much in my life. <laughs> uh, the other thing about the Fitbit is it monitors your sleep. And... I have talked on here before about my problems with insomnia. And one thing I tried to do recently was not have any clocks facing me when I sleep. Because if I can see a clock, I just keep focusing on how much sleep I could potentially get. And then I'm just running the numbers in my head and getting anxious about it. And... I'm still aware that I'm not sleeping, but I, I didn't have hard numbers backing me up. Oh boy, the Fitbit's findings have been eye-opening. Uh, most nights are between one and three hours. Uh, last week, I had three nights that were under 90 minutes. Uh, the only time I get over five is uh, was a night when I took cold medicine and last night when I took some, I took some uh, ibuprofen for my back, uh, I got up. Oh, no, wait, no. I thought that was going to make me sleep. I had two separate stretches of one hour of sleep that the Fitbit broke into two separate <laughs> findings because I was awake for so long in between. So it's not good. Uh and really, when you break it down, it shows you like what kind of sleep it was, like deep or light or restless or REM sleep. And literally no REM sleep, which is what you need to not go crazy. So uh, starting to get a little concerned. Uh, and the, the one thing I will say... I'm only I'm only half joking. I legitimately am concerned about the fact that I don't sleep. Uh, that does not seem healthy. Uh, here's the problem with not sleeping. Is at some point it's just me and my thoughts. And. Uh, I don't know how much I want to have a record of this being recorded, but. I've, I've talked about it before. I've had uh, problems with depression at different points in my life. And uh, it was really an issue near the beginning of the pandemic. And last year was actually pretty good. Every once in a while it was sort of, I could feel it nipping at my heels. But uh, And it's been a little bit of a struggle for the last month or so because I ran out of things to look forward to. Because that, that was always my thing, is uh, uh, if I just have a thing, like something in the near future that I can focus on, I have some, I, I'm looking forward to it. I, I can't possibly be depressed. I have uh, 
you know, it doesn't matter how stupid it is. It's something. The premier battle bots, you know. And uh, so then at the beginning of December, I went to San Francisco and Vegas to visit my sister and my friend. And then <laughs> then after that, there was a Spider-Man movie. <laughs> as soon as I left that movie, I was like, well, I'm out of things to look forward to. But uh, being awake all night, uh, and I've started keeping the TV on just in the, in, uh, you know, put on Wipeout or something that will not necessarily keep me awake, but will also engage me if I can't sleep so I don't uh, get too focused on, uh, you know, running through a list of my failures in my head or thinking about everybody I've disappointed uh, and I know, like I said, this one's not funny. Uh, but so like, I don't know if depression causes me to not sleep or if not sleeping is going to make me depressed. Uh, I just know it's kind of a rough ride right now. Uh, not in a way that you have to worry, just in a way that every day is kind of sucky. That sounds bad. Uh, I still have joy in my life. Um, but theoretically it's possible the recording might get a little uh uh less consistent because uh if i don't start sleeping and uh break away from this this sort of uh honestly depressed dj does not want to hear his own voice for 30 minutes so i will not be I will not be recording if I'm having depression problems because nothing seems worse than having to listen to myself. Uh, but I feel weird about having said that in a place where people could listen. Uh, luckily, not many people listen, so that's... Uh, uh, like Sam says, it's like putting a note in a bottle and then eating the bottle. Uh, I don't know. It's just a thing that's starting to, starting to eat at me and I don't quite know what to do about it. Uh, I don't, I don't want to take sleep aids because, uh, I think I, I've had a problem with that before where I used to just take way too much like Tylenol PM every weekend. And that was the only way I could get to sleep and, uh, but also, if I can't sleep through any methods, I got to do something, right? Uh, or maybe I'm evolving out of a need for sleep. I don't know. I've talked. There's no way anybody but me cares about any of this. This this is not. I'm gonna regret saying all of this into a microphone. One of my enemies will hear it and they'll come after me. Ha! Just try it. You're not gonna catch me sleeping, brother. I don't sleep. Um, <laughs> I probably should switch it up because all I watch now is Wipeout when I'm trying to sleep. <laughs> the good people at Hulu must have an absolutely... My algorithm must be bonkers over there. As I always... <laughs> He's restarting Wipeout again. <laughs> oh... Okay, this episode is weirdly personal, and I regret it. Um, hey, so I was going to... There's been a lot of celebrity deaths lately. And uh, 
I'm not a guy who usually gets too busted up about it unless I get super messed up about it. Uh, you know, it just kind of depends where they fall on my s scale of people who are surprisingly important to me. Uh, obviously, Betty White was very, very sad. Uh, she led a good life. And uh, there's something that's always seemed a little creepy to me about the way, like, the Internet has sort of just projected onto her. Like the whole keep Betty White safe at all costs thing or just making her the, no, Betty White is the greatest thing since before sliced bread. It's like, yeah, no, she's a, she's a nice lady who is very funny, but she wasn't all of our grandmas. <laughs> There's this thing where, like, I worry that the family of people who are beloved like that don't get to grieve the way they need to because everybody else is sucking it all up for themselves. Like, uh, you know, Robin Williams' daughter has had to go on social media several times and say, please stop, <laughs> please stop tweeting at me to tell me what my dad would have enjoyed. That's, that's not good or helpful or... Uh, but then that was new. Uh, my friend Rachel and I watched a bunch of Golden Girls on New Year's Eve. Uh, and... Man, that was a solid show. I am not a... Older sitcoms a lot of times don't click for me because I don't like the artificiality of the either the studio audience or the laugh track. And But Golden Girls is just so well written and everybody's real good. You watch it, you go, yeah, that show. They knew what they were doing. They were making a TV show there. Um, and Bob, Bob Saget shortly after... Uh, I remember my friend Brad really was expecting me to have a take on Bob Saget and he and anything I say I obviously have have nothing but sympathy for their their actual loved ones but he was not really a part of my interests like I was too old for full house and too young for when it was shocking that he was a dirty comic and uh, you know, I didn't watch much of America's Funniest Home Videos and just he wasn't really a presence in things that I enjoy. I seemed like a nice guy and a lot of people liked him, but it, it was it's I don't have any particular uh, emotional attachment to him or his work other than directing dirty work. The Norm MacDonald movie. That's my favorite Bob Saget thing. Um. The more recent ones were uh, Meatloaf. Uh, here's the thing. This is complicated, but I love Meatloaf. Uh, I was so... I was a weird little classic rock kid in, in high school and my first couple years of college. Uh, it did not make me popular. I mean, that wasn't the reason I was unpopular, but it didn't help. And... I had, like, I was deep cuts on stuff. Like, it wasn't just the things that, uh, you know, a teenager in the early 90s would listen to from the 70s. Like, I, I kind of went deep on Meatloaf. I had, I had a German best of album that I got from Vinyl Solution, which, yes, there was a rec record store in town called Vinyl Solution. Apparently, a pun on the the 
the Nazi wartime strategy, the final solution. I remember, hey, let's jump out of that story for just a second. Uh, years ago, this would be like 2004, oh, a little later, 2000, let's say 2007. My, I don't even know if I can safely say girlfriend at the time. Uh, I don't know what our deal was. Uh, I know she didn't actually like me, but I wasn't allowed to date other people. It was weird uh, and bad. Uh, but she had worked at, at that record store, Vinyl Solution, years and years earlier. Uh, and I, re I remember going there as a, as a young person. And the name always seemed creepy, and everybody was kind of mean to me. But I was a little dork, 17-year-old, so, you know, why? yeah, they had cool people buying stuff. You can pick on me. I had a Batman shirt on. Uh, but, like, one time after we'd been in whatever our relationship was for a couple of years, she finally decided she wanted to meet some friends of mine. And, uh, so... <laughs> she... She, like Sam and a couple other people were there, and uh, she was talking about about the store and talking about when she worked at Vinyl Solution. And Sam, who did not grow up in Grand Rapids and only lived, moved there a couple years previous, no more than a couple, uh, you know, it had been eight or nine years by that point, but Vinyl Solution went away in the early 90s, I think. So he was not aware that this was a thing, and he could not believe it like she he made her stop dad and explain that there was really a store <laughs> with a nazi themed name <laughs> and she was getting madder and madder and then he started trying to come up with uh i can't put this all on him it was both of us we were trying to come up with other german themed uh businesses and sam came up with luftwaffles as a breakfast place, and that was actually a joke on The Simpsons like a week later, so he was very proud of that. Uh, and then she dumped me literally four days later. No, wait, hold on. That was a, that happened on a Friday. That was that Monday. Wow. So, that, yeah, that was three, three days, one business day. Ah, uh, man, that was weird. That whole thing, man. Ah, uh, but uh, anyways, big, big meatloaf fan. I remember the German uh, best of had uh, that I got at Vinyl Solution because they had a lot of imports. Uh, it had liner notes in German and there's a song where it's a duet with Ted Nugent. Uh, so clearly it's great. And I just remember in the liner notes, Ted Nugent being referred to as Der Wackmaster. <laughs> it might have been Der Wackmeister, and God, I hope it was. Uh, but, you know, I was, I was a weird teenager, and I really liked Meatloaf because it was this crazy big fat guy singing songs that somebody else wrote with the most operatic voice <laughs> that had no business being in that part of the music industry and the songs are also dumb and fun i mean there's a there's a real big divide between 
the songs Jim Steinman wrote and the ones he didn't because, oh, there are some stinkers. But as a big Meatloaf fan, uh, and uh, obviously I, I sort of fell out of touch with the music of Mr. Marvin Meatloaf a day, and uh, then in his later years, he turned out to not only be a Trump guy, but kind of a vocal anti-vaxxer who died of COVID. So, you know, I don't care how much fun Bad Out of Hell is. Uh, kind of had to see that come. Like, dude, you were literally made of comorbidities. There's, uh, you know, hadn't been so damn dumb. You'd, people wouldn't be sad. So it's it's hard to... Uh, hard to feel much of anything besides what the hell, dude. Uh, one that really got me was Louis Anderson. Uh, between Louis Anderson and Meatloaf, it was a a bad weekend for fat guys. Uh, uh, so luckily I lost those twelve pounds. So I managed to, <laughs> managed to dodge whatever whatever Reaper Pact was going on. Uh, Louis Anderson. Uh, and he was, he was a weird guy in a lot of, a lot of ways he seemed, but he, it was weird in the way that he was so emotionally open. But I guess the only thing I want to say is if you, if you've got Hulu, you go put on baskets. Uh, that was a, a Zach Galifianakis show that aired on FX a few years ago. Is four or five seasons, and uh, kind of the premise is Zach Galifianakis is a classically trained clown who becomes a rodeo clown for money, and he's not really good at either part of clowning. And he also plays his brother, his own twin brother. And it's this really sort of sweet and open-hearted look at the kind of people who don't you don't usually see on TV. Is sort of the socioeconomic class that's ignored, and. Uh, Louis Anderson plays Zach's mother. And when you say that, you you automatically picture the worst. Like this, going to be this big, broad Mrs. Doubtfire kind of, hello, you know. And it is such a, a lovely and warm and uh, just, just big-hearted performance that does not have any caricature in it. It is 100% believable. The joke isn't that it's a man playing a woman. Uh, Christine Baskets is so, so beautifully portrayed. It is, it's so funny. Uh, have not watched Baskets, or even if you have, just check that. It's such, he, he won at least one Emmy for it. It's such a good such a good and funny performance and it was one of towards the end it was one of the sweetest senior love stories on tv and you never really think about the fact that the, you know one of those people is louis anderson in drag uh so that was one that really got me just because i i so associate him with with that role and just the just the beautiful work on that show uh Obviously, we're all broken up about Bob Durst. Uh, poor bastard. Um, boy, I'm. I I turns out I don't have much to say when I don't talk about TV. Uh, mostly I just complain.
which had to have been fun for you. Uh, I should... Uh, bleh. I, I, I do, of course, want you to go to teasbysever.com, buy some t-shirts, buy some mugs. It is all... All just just great. Uh, and I know the more times I say that, the more it sounds like I'm just saying it. But look, I mean, yes, this is my friend, but this is it's it's stuff I really love. It's so well done. And if I wasn't if I if I didn't every single day feel a little bit better. Uh, when I have, whenever I have a problem at work, I look over and see one, see those that mug collection I've got with, with. <laughs> For some reason, the hot dog guy mug really made me laugh today. Like, I've seen that sketch one million times now, and it's it's amazing, and perfect. And the mug is just very good, and it's one of those things that caught me in the corner of my eye. And Tim Robinson just looking like it. <laughs> Just an exasperated hot dog man really just caught me right when I was dealing with a mess. Uh, you know, it's all honest. Look, we've established I'm not sleepy and I think I might be going crazy. So uh, maybe I'm prone to bigger emotions, but uh, uh, every week. Uh, the, the stuff I have from Teased by Summer makes my makes my life a little better. I can't guarantee it'll change your life. I, I, but you know what? Check it out. There, there will be something there that brings you joy. It'll make you happy. It's funny. It's so well done. Buy something. Help out. Let's, let's find the good in the world and reward it. You know. Um. That is that's all for now i was thinking maybe one i almost that i almost talked about this week i was thinking about talking about when i went to ireland years ago because there was something that happened that reminded me of it and maybe i'll talk about my ireland trip next week that'll be fun right or maybe i'll talk about tv again look who knows or i will not i will sleep zero minutes in between now and then and it's just going to be me going uh like a really prolonged sort of Tina Belcher uh, uh, moan. Uh, thanks for putting up with this. Uh, I know this was kind of rough. Uh, it kind of helped me to say some things. So that was good. I don't know that it helped anybody to hear it, but look, we're all... If, <laughs> if you have a podcast where you sometimes need to talk about when you're struggling with stuff, I'll listen to it. Uh, that's my promise to you. Uh, you can reach me on Twitter at EJ Fettis and Instagram at EJ underscore Fettis. Uh, the second I've lost enough weight for it to make a visible difference, I will post a picture holding my old pants like Jared. Uh, although I anticipate that, you know, losing, say, 20 pounds is not going to make an immense difference in like an immense visual difference in, in my pants that, you know, you'll say, what, you used to have to wear those pants? Uh, more like, oh, you probably, you're just, your belt's tighter now, huh? Um, but I'm trying and I need your support. You can email me at fedtalks at yahoo.com. 
Um, I am just realizing now that this is episode 52, and this would have been a good one to have my friend Tim on as a guest to talk about DC Comics because they got obsessed with the number 52 a couple years ago. Uh, and when I say a couple, I mean in 2006. I am old, so that is all blurring together. Uh, and I missed it. A missed opportunity. Maybe I'll just number this episode 53. We'll go back for 52 later. That seems unlikely, but... Uh, you'll know if I did. Oh, you won't be able to tell because the, the uh, interface has two different numbers on every episode that I can't, I can't figure out how to fix it. Look, anyway, that's how you reach me. Uh, reach me anytime. I certainly won't be sleeping. You don't have to worry about waking me up with a, with a Twitter notification. Uh, take care of yourself. I will see you next week. And that's all I got. Thanks for listening. This kind of helped. Uh, Fed Talks is a Faux Boys production. Wah, 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 wah.